Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Sometimes I make like weird sounds if I feel like um, the intro or what I said was kind of goofy. You know, that's my reaction. But I'm just going to leave it. We're going to go unedited. Um, okay. Great intro. Best intro yet. Um, today on the show, we have Maggie Smith. And uh, I'm glad we have a great intro today because she is a decorated poet. Um, we've had some great people on here. But Maggie Smith is the author of Lamp on of the Body. The Well Speaks of Its Own Poison and Good Bones, named by the Washington Post as one of the five best poetry books of 2017. The title poem, Good Bones, was called the official poem of 2016 by Public Radio International and has been translated into early, nearly a dozen languages. This is unbelievable. This is great. Radio International is pretty badass. A 2011 recipient of the Creative Writing Fellowship from the National Endowment for the Arts. Yeah, getting some cash in there. Smith has also received the Pushcart Prize and fellowships and awards from the Sustainable Arts Foundation, the Ohio Arts Council, and the Academy of American Poets. Her poems have appeared in the New York Times, Tin House, The Believer, The Paris Review, Kenyan Review, Best American Poetry, and on the CBS primetime drama, Madam Secretary. Dang. That's awesome. See, we need to talk to this lady in person. I, I haven't got to meet her myself. I've just heard her wonderful poem. But here, here's a great thing. I don't even know. Everybody knows who listens to this show um, whenever I... Um, successfully put it out that Tina Kane, my partner, is the one who is the poet laureate of Rhode Island and has been studying poetry for um, ever. And I'm the one who is um, interested in it but doesn't know Jack about it. So when I hear that her um, poem has been featured on CBS primetime drama Madam Secretary, it's like I didn't know poet poets had that kind of an outlet but it kind of makes sense it's like oh we need a poem for the show like let's find somebody good oh yeah maggie smith um she's amazing she uh if you look up her wikipedia she's just freaking great so okay i'm showing my uh stupidity here let's just get to um this next poem by maggie smith she wrote this poem and entitled it Slipper Last time I sat at the sea's open door I was seven months pregnant My son bobbing inside me And the same roar of waves there What I love about the sea Is its relentless newness The constant turning over Mornings gray-green Afternoons blue and glassy, the horizon wearing its ridiculous white ruff of clouds. I am becoming my mother here, in a skirted one-piece swimsuit, my thighs glistening scallop white 
and tender, spreading in the beach chair, my kids digging broken shells from the sand at my feet. My daughter gasps to find one hole, a common slipper, also called a boat shell for its shape. Something once lived there, something slick and muscular, a tongue clamped inside. Imagine if I could wear my home and call it my body. Wear my body and call it home. So this poem began at Holden Beach in uh, North Carolina in the summer of 2016. And I was there uh, on vacation with my family. And sitting on the beach, I remember the last time I'd been there was summer of 2012, when I was very pregnant with my son. And I was thinking about the similarities um, between being at the ocean and being in the womb. It's sort of um, the white noise of the surf and the white noise of the sort of blood coursing around uh, the baby and also that sort of idea of, of a child being sort of fish-like, um, bobbing around inside the body. And so that's sort of where the poem began. And then I spent some time there just writing down descriptions, um, colors, textures, just sort of taking it all in, the sky, the sea, the waves. Um, and when one day I was sitting in a chair um, while the kids were digging around me, finding shells to decorate the sandcastle with, and it made me think of the summers I spent at the beach um, as a kid with my sisters and my parents. And it made me remember my mom sitting in her beach chair um, watching us play. And there was this sudden collapse of time, a collapse of the past and present selves. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's very much about middle age and being a woman and about the body and how it changes after we have children and sometimes um, feels foreign to us like a borrowed thing, um, like a shell. So that's, that's sort of where the poem came from and it took me several um, drafts to kind of work my way, work my way through it.
When I was in high school, I came across a poem by Anne Sexton called The Fortress while taking a nap with Linda. The Fortress. Under the pink quilted covers, I hold the pulse that counts your blood. I think the woods outdoors are half asleep, left over from summer, like a stack of books after a flood, left over like those promises I never keep. On the right, the scrub pine tree waits like a fruit store holding up bunches of tufted broccoli. You watch the wind from our square bed. I press down my index finger, half in jest, half in dread, on the brown mole under your left eye, inherited from my right cheek, a spot of danger where a bewitched worm ate its way through our soul in search of beauty. My child, since July, the leaves have been fed secretly from a pool of beet-red dye. And sometimes they are battle-green, with trunks as wet as hunter's boots, smacked hard by the wind, clean as oilskins. No, the wind's not off the ocean. Yes, it cried in your room like a wolf, and your ponytail hurt you. That was a long time ago. The wind rolled the tide like a dying woman. She wouldn't sleep. She rolled there all night, grunting and sighing. Darling, life is not in my hands. Life, with its terrible changes, will take you, bombs or glands, your own child at your breast, your own house on your own land. Outside, the bittersweet turns orange. Before she died, my mother and I picked those fat branches, finding orange nipples on the gray wire strands. We weeded the forest, curing trees like cripples. Your feet thump, thump against my back, and you whisper to yourself, Child, what are you wishing? What pact are you making? What mouse runs between your eyes? What ark? can I fill for you when the world goes wild? The woods are underwater, their weeds are shaking in the tide, birches like zebra fish flash by in a pack. Child, I cannot promise that you will get your wish. I cannot promise very much. I give you the images I know. Lie still with me and watch. A pheasant moves by like a seal, Pulled through the mulch by his thick white collar. He's on show like a clown. He drags a beige feather that he removed, one time, from an old lady's hat. We laugh and we touch. I promise you love. Time will not take away that. I remember coming across this poem in an anthology. And immediately loving it. And to this day, I often forget the title of this poem, and I think about it as the Ponytail Hurts You poem. 
um, because as a child I had very long hair and I often wore it in braids or ponytails. And for anyone who has very long hair and wears braids or ponytails, you know that there is this very specific ache that comes when you take a ponytail out of your hair and your hair falls down. I can still feel it now and I've had very short hair for many years. So that, that line got me. I also remember having a journal in high school where I'd written down, what arc can I fill for you when the world goes wild? And I loved that idea, that metaphor of when everything goes crazy, what can I save for you? What solace can I offer you? How can I harbor you? And, and this poem feels that way to me. I mean, as a, as a teenager, certainly I, you know, identified more with the daughter than with the mother. I was thinking about my ponytail and my pink quilt and, um, you know, snuggling with my own mother. And now I look back at this poem and I think what a strange thing that in some ways it predicted where my own poems would go. The idea of writing about one's daughter and one's mother in the same poem. Um, the idea of both talking about the beauty in the world and the terrible things that you cannot keep um, or guarantee your child from or guarantee that they will not have to deal with. That's one of the best things I think about this poem for me is the direct address. Darling, life is not in my hands. I cannot promise you that you will get your wish. It's not saccharine. I think there's a sort of soothing quality to this poem because the mother and child are inside, in bed, you know, having this time together while there's a storm outside. And so we get these beautiful, natural sort of landscape images throughout the poem. But it's quiet and still and dry inside. And I really, I think that that sort of switch or conflict speaks a lot to the sort of wider world and the mother wanting to protect the child from more than just rain and wind and knowing that she cannot. This is one of the poems that made me want to write poetry, not only for its metaphors and its images, the trunks as wet as hunter's boots, the woods like a stack of books after a flood, that terrific sort of damp, mildewy, woody scent, the pack of zebra, fish, birches. Um, it's so rich. And it was, her metaphors were, um, so inspiring to me at 15 and 16 when I first started reading and writing poetry. And also her use of sound meant a lot to me. Um, there's a lot of end rhyme in this poem, but because of the free verse lines, it's pretty subtle. But you get blood and flood and asleep and keep and bed and dread and July and die. Um, but it's not cloying. And um, I think that really appealed to me and still appeals to me. So, so this one, this one means a lot to me and it's funny going back and looking at it 
uh, now and seeing how much, how much I owe Anne Sexton, how deep an impact this poem and her other poems had on me. everybody Maggie Smith a lot to learn there right she picked two great poems they were so complimentary both in their you know both talking about nature using nature and also yeah you could like she said you could really hear um, how that last poem influenced her own great stuff a lot to learn a lot to learn. And if you want to learn more, you go to maggiesmithpoet.com. That's maggiesmithpoet.com. And you can find more of Maggie's work there. Today's music is from the Horseside Men. Man, I got a, a band crush on these guys. Come on. Providence Kids. Great stuff. Tons of, tons of music. Go check it out. The Horseside Men. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry, I apologize for not putting out more of these. It's been stagnant the last couple months. It's been super busy. It's just that time of year. Uh, I apologize. I hope to get more back on the ball. Thank you to all of you that do tune in, despite um, the inconsistency. Um, we're going to do our best here. I love every, all of you, everybody, all of you, every single one. If you want to drop us a line and say, hey... Where's the next episode? Come on, dude. Or, hey, I love that last one. Or, man, stop picking the music for this. You don't know what you're talking about. Go to poetrydose at gmail.com. Stick that in your email maker and make one. And then I'll look at it. All right? Love you guys. Peace. Peace.